Welcome back to Long Distance Work Life, where we help you lead, work, and thrive in remote and hybrid teams. I'm Marissa Eikenberry, a fellow remote worker, and this week, we're looking back at our top episodes from 2022. Up first is my conversation with Wayne about quiet quitting. Why is quiet quitting such an important concept right now? Well, it's an important concept because it is the tail end of the great resignation. Okay. If we're looking at trends and we're looking at, oh, what what crisis are we talking about this <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right? what's, is, what's the new phrase? That's pretty much how the business press works. Right. Uh, the crisis for the last six months has been the great resignation. Holy moly, people are not crazy about going back to the office or they don't like the people they work with. And since they work from home, the heck with it, I'll just go get a, another job. Or, you know, I've been home for two years and I've realized that this commuting to work thing doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there was the great resignation and that's been going on for a while. Part of that group, a subset of that group, is people who probably thought about quitting or changing their jobs, okay. but didn't feel the need to or didn't have the nerve or for whatever reason, yeah. they said, oh, okay, we're getting back to going back to the office and we're doing stuff. And, and they're finding out, oh, maybe I'm not so crazy about this after all, right? <laughs> maybe I should right. have gone with the others. That's part of it. Uh, and, and what we're finding is that if you look at who has coined quiet quitting and who is panicked about it, right? it's largely employers who have been relying on people to go above and beyond and people are not suddenly going above and beyond. And that sounds like this new horrible thing. On the other hand, we used to just call that employee engagement. We also had a great conversation about how to do performance reviews remotely. Right. So do you have any tips or rules, I guess, to make remote performance reviews effective? I mean, I mean, we've talked already about making sure to check in over the course of time so that way none of this is a surprise. But when we're doing it, you know, in a remote fashion and we're on webcams and stuff like that, is, is there something that, that we could be doing? I think the single most important thing that you can do as a manager is lay out what does this conversation look like? We're going to discuss this. They're going to discuss this. This is what's on the table. This is not what's on the table. This is not your compensation conversation. This is not, here's what it is, right? Set yeah, the create an agenda. Create an agenda and then throw the ball into their lap. Okay. Right? Um, overall, how do you think you did this year? That makes sense. Okay. Just start big picture. Yeah. And it's interesting you don't want to make that too narrow a conversation there's a difference between how do you think you did this year and how did you do against your goals this year those are two different conversations right you may have done really well and still not been able to hit the goal for whatever reason as a manager i not only want to know factually what is going on i want to know what's going on in your head you know i thought i had a pretty good year or it was a little bumpy, or, you know, it started good, but oy. Yeah. You know, but I want to know where that person's head is at, because 
the rest of the conversation kind of depends on that. Next up, Wayne had a chance to talk to Suzanne Lucas, also known as the evil HR lady, about how HR has changed with the rise of remote work. What what kinds of what we think of as HR issues were hiding under the rocks? Well, one of those things um, is that when everyone went home, um, sexual harassers went home too. Uh, people that discriminated on the basis of race went home too and they turned all of their tactics online and um again that whole observation piece goes away i don't overhear you having a conversation in the hall that might be inappropriate because i don't get to overhear you at all um on the other side of that there is no such thing as a private text conversation. So you and I, we have the same boss. We hate the boss. I can pull you aside in the kitchen or in the hallway. We can look around, see when no one's there. And we have a little conversation about how much we hate the boss, right? That's how it worked in the office. Now, when everyone's at home, I'm doing it um, via instant message or whatever tool you use, right? So you and I are texting back and forth. Oh, the boss is such a weenie, right? There's no privacy, anything that goes through your work computer, not a thing. And so the boss can access all of those chats. Um, the IT department can access it. Do they do that? Not all the time. Some places do, but there's no privacy anymore. Um, and, and people weren't prepared for that either. Um, this, this whole electronic monitoring of everything. And some managers went completely bonkers. Um, there was a bank in Canada that would take a snapshot using your, your camera on your laptop every 10 minutes. And if you weren't at your desk when they took the snapshot, then they would dock your pay by 10 minutes. That's illegal in the US, by the way. Not the picture taking, that's legal, but the docking the pay that way. Um, I don't know anything about Canadian law, um, but that's, you know, apparently neither did that bank. <laughs> yeah, apparently not. We also heard from Ryan Jenkins about how loneliness affects members on remote teams. As a leader, assuming you yourself are functional and grounded and able to have peripheral vision about this stuff, what should a leader be looking for? Uh, signs that somebody is disconnected to the point of loneliness, for lack of a better term. Yeah, there's there's a there's a, a lot of we've identified ten indicators. I'll just give you a few of them. Um, one of them is is excessive working, right? That can be a way. So if you start seeing emails late in the evening, early morning, just around the clock um, working, that could be a way for people to not be not want to step into some of their interpersonal or relational priorities at work in life so excessive working can be one an apathetic attitude a change in routine is also a good indicator so if you could if you can get a sense of the kind of the cadence the routine of your team someone that breaks that that's an indicator um, and then just kind of a lack of learning and development someone that doesn't want to engage in in career progression conversations or isn't learning not really adapting a, a growth mindset and wanting to better themselves, um, that can be an indicator as well. 
and our fifth most downloaded episode of the year includes Wayne and I discussing mandatory office days. Why are we demanding that people be in the office and what does that mean? Right. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I, I've seen rumblings of this here and there on LinkedIn that there's um, conspiracy is not really the right word. But and then people are wondering, is this just another way to ease people back into being in the office full time? And is that also why sometimes we're pushing back against it a little bit? <sighs> this, <laughs> I frustrate. I'm asking I the tough questions, Wayne. <laughs> You are. And and the challenge with answering it is that it is so totally subjective. It varies so wildly depending on the business, the organization, and all of those things. Um, I mean, there is a certain logic that says, if you ask people, would you rather work at home or never go into the office again? And that's how you frame the question. Mm -hmm. You may as well shut your doors. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Right. If you ask people, do you want to go to an office every day and never, ever have the option to work from home? You're probably not going to get a lot of love there. Of course. Everything else kind of fits on the sliding scale. And it fits on the sliding scale. As a worker, my willingness to go into the office depends on a few things. Number one is, does my job depend on it? (laughs) Right. Right. If you tell me, no, you have to be in the office or your paycheck will stop. Then I guess you're going into the office. At least for a while, I'm going to comply because I like that paycheck coming in. Um, If you give me a really compelling reason why, what is going to happen when I'm in the office that does not happen? This is the big thing about mandated Mm -hmm. office days is We know that working from home is better for certain kinds of tasks. If I want to be left alone, if I have a to-do list and I just need to check stuff off my list, I am way better working at home when I can be physically comfortable. I don't have to fight a commute so that I'm in a crappy mood before I even start my day. Um, There's no weird office noises. There's no weird office noises. Bob, you know, will just quit talking about the Raiders for 10 minutes, you know, whatever it is. So what happens when we are in the office that doesn't happen when we are there? And the problem with mandating anything is that very often there are days when I need to get these tasks done. Of course. But no, it's Tuesday and boss says I have to be in the office So I'm not getting the stuff done, but I'm not getting sufficient value for the time out of my life that I've invested going into the office. This is the thing. What happens when we are in the office that is of sufficient value that people are willing to do it? We hope that you enjoyed hearing some of these clips from our top five episodes of the year. If you haven't listened to some of these episodes, there will be links for each one in the show notes. I also want to take the time to thank each and every one of you for listening and supporting our show through sharing episodes, sending us kind notes, and writing reviews. It means the world to us to know how much our show has been helping our fellow remote and hybrid workers. Next week, we'll be re-releasing our very first episode of this podcast. But don't fret, we'll be back with a brand new episode on January 2nd. You won't want to miss it. Thanks again for listening. And as Wayne likes to say, don't let the weasels get you down. And happy holidays.